dev camp season, ladies. Let's cover some current hockey news before we get into the camp stuff. So, NHL 2024 has named their player that's going to be on the cover of the new version of the game this coming year. Kale McCarr from the Colorado Avalanche will be the cover player. Something I didn't know that I saw on Instagram and kind of want to learn more about it. There's a curse. Really interesting. I definitely could do an episode because it would be so cool to get into, but only two of the last 27 NHL cover players have made it out of the first round of the playoffs. How wild is that? Athletes are big with superstitions, so maybe this is a really good reason why. Okay, who else loves the relationships that teammates have? Because I do. One of my hometown teams, the New York Rangers, had a little wedding celebration recently. Chris Kreider got married, and Hockey Twitter loved this. I love lurking on Twitter, but you have to keep a safe distance to not get too wrapped up in all of it, but Kreider got married. Besides the wedding being amazing from the pictures, Mika, his teammate, was his best man. And athletes and their friendships, I just love them. We can get into quite a few of the friendships in the NHL, but I don't know if they're better when they're unexpected, like you didn't see those two becoming friends, and then they're such opposites, or you basically have the same person in two people and it's just right away you knew they click and it works out but next piece of news we have a signing we have a signing out of new jersey new jersey signed calfoot to a one-year two-way deal and now jersey has another set of brothers on the team jack and luke will be joined by cal and nolan foot nolan has already been on the team and he is a forward just a little thing to add to that a little fun fact their dad, former NHL defenseman Adam Foote, is an assistant coach of the Vancouver Canucks, which, this is where Jack and Luke's brother Quinn ties into this, Quinn is on the Canucks, so things just have a way of working out that way, I guess. The Foote and Hughes brothers are intertwined in this case. Boston has had a lot going on this offseason. First, Patrice Bergeron announced his retirement, and now we have David Krejci retiring after playing 15, season with, 15 seasons with the Bruins. Krejci played his whole career with the Bruins. He played over a thousand regular season games, 160 playoff games. He went to three Stanley Cup finals and won the cup in 2011. That's just a drop in the bucket of what he's done. And I put an article in the notes highlighting his career and it does a really good job at doing so better than I could right now. He's a player I would love to do a feature on at some point, though. But I'm curious to see what Boston's going to do this season. Because if their off-season has been this busy, then it makes you wonder what their regular season's going to look like. And Jonathan Taves from the Blackhawks has announced his... Well, not his retirement. It's not really a retirement. He clarified that in his statement. Everyone thought it was a retirement at first. He clarified in his statement that after 16 years, he's taking a break and a step back from hockey. And I don't know off the top of my head how many players have done this. And I guess we'll see what happens. I hope we get some updates from him. And of course, we wish him the best. And he has been the longest tenured captain in Blackhawks history. He's won three cups and has had quite the memorable career. He was selected third overall in the 2006 draft, won the Conn Smythe Trophy for most valuable player in the playoffs in 2010 has also played over a thousand games and has had 372 goals. And there's no doubt those numbers, he's an incredible player. He wrote a really great post on Instagram 
highlighting his career and his time in Chicago. So I think that wraps up the little bit of current hockey news for you. So we covered an extension of football training camps. Now let's get into an extension of hockey camps, and that is development camps. And they're known as dev camps, as I said earlier. And from what I found, and maybe it's just me, the NHL throws all these things out there. It was the awards, it was the draft, it was the combine, dev camps, and then nothing. So we're stuck talking about stuff that's already happened. But, I mean, you still have stuff going on, and players are doing things in their personal life, in their own training, but it's really touch and go for a while of things going on in the summer. But I think depending on how close you follow players, you get more individual updates on what they've been up to. But Dev Camp finished a little while ago, and the way it runs, each team does a little does it a little differently. The sports media people, the NHL sports media people specifically, have truly been putting in some overtime because it is all over TikTok and Instagram how these camps run, posting glimpses into everything. So props to them, truly unsung heroes. And I, if I could tell you all individually how well you're doing, I would. I'm sure we don't know all that's involved, so you're killing it. There's one girl I follow on TikTok and she does the social media and photography for the Tampa Bay Lightning. She does such a great job and I appreciate her so much giving behind the scenes look that we know I love and also being a woman in sports, which is even more important. And if you couldn't tell, that's just me wanting to be her friend. <laughs> and her TikTok, I believe, is Carly Calf. So go check her out, with, especially with hockey season right around the corner. I'm sure she's going to have amazing content. But dev camps, to me at least, seem like the definition of work hard and then play hard. Obviously, you use these to develop guys at a professional level and to play, hopefully play at a professional level. The team uses the summer to work and kind of see how they'll move forward with certain prospects. And you'll see throughout camp, though, it's not just all working out, and we'll get to that in a second. Some camps have players running through the woods, others have playing games or taking cooking classes when they're not on the ice. And not every player and or prospect that attends camp will remain or get an invite to join the team. It's still a huge deal to practice at this level, though, and you never know how players are going to grow. There's still a chance that one of these players are going to be huge names in NHL one day, and their careers are just kicking off at this level. I'm sure if you do a little bit of looking, you're going to find some of your favorite players and what their time in development camp looked like. I think development camp is really fun for fans, too. A lot of these camps, if not all of them, are open to the public, and the social media team is setting up players to have a little bit more fun and connect with those fans. Like, you just, they're polling them with, like, funny questions or just, like, little glimpses into their day. And the questions are usually, like, what are their Starbucks order? What is their favorite Taylor Swift song? Favorite movie? And I just like how you see that personal side. It is so important, even if it doesn't seem like it. It really is. Sure, you can like a player because they're a great hockey player. And you can enjoy watching them, but... It's also really fun to watch the team's Instagram and see how much fun they're having. And just do a little scrolling through the hockey side of Twitter and you'll just see how important personality is to the fans. Not only do you see the personality develop, but of course their hockey skills, what we all are here for. I haven't been to any camps yet. I'd really like to go one day. It gives you a knowledge on what the team's going to look like this coming season. Of course you can't base everything around the possibilities, but you'll get a good idea of what's to come. 
Also, you'll come out with a few new points that a lot of people won't know, and you'll be ahead of the game before the season even really starts. Now, it wouldn't be me in a complete episode that wanted to throw in just a little bit of sprinkling of history. Where would we be without history? Well, depends on who you ask. Anyway, so the NHL has an interesting way of doing things. One of the reason one of the reasons it makes them so much fun to watch on the ice and off. NHL keeps everyone on their toes. It's pretty rare that a newly drafted player will play the following season. Where you're drafted doesn't really play much of a role either. You could be going first round or fifth round. Like you'll get a few players that'll play the coming season, but many of their time, many of them are just going to spend their time being developed at a play as a player at this level. And the development camps that are held in the summer are just one of the ways teams are doing that. Not only does it give, not only does it have new drafted players, it has also ones on the team that have been working to increase the likelihood they'll play an NHL game. It's just used to see where the player's at. It assesses the new players and ones they've already had. The camps are made up of drafted players and free agents, if I didn't mention that before. And that just adds another element. For a lot of these guys, it's a matter of proving their spot on a roster. The roster may already be really strong, so that just has the possibility to complicate things, but more than just complicating it, just tightens up the competition. And then you get a glimpse of some of the favorites, the ones to watch, the ones that everyone is a little more excited about, the Adam Fantilli, the Connor Bedard. Those are big names everyone's watching and have been watching for a while. And I could do a whole episode on some of these bigger names everyone has an interest in. And if you have an interest in, let me know. We could do an episode on that. And get into some of the reasons why everyone's watching players like this. They have people's attention and there's a reason for that. Their careers are already so impressive and they've just gotten started really. If you follow teams on social media, you'll see that the camps aren't just about skills on the ice. Development camps aren't the same across the board either. Each team has their way of running things. And I think to me, it's important to cover what happens off the ice too. Everyone watches on the ice, which is great, but some of the magic happens off the ice as easily as it does on the ice. And you have the usual scrimmage games camps put on, and you have all that stuff you watch, but then you don't see some of the other stuff. Players are learning about things you don't think of, media training, the way hockey clubs are giving back in their communities, how these players are working out, their nutrition, even leadership training. There's so much that goes into all of it. Sure, we could talk about shooting from the blue line and the three-on-three games, but there's more. So, New Jersey Devils prospects, they went to the West Point Academy for a team-building trip, and they also visited kids in a hospital. So, they're really, like, getting out there, getting seen, giving back. It's a really a good thing to do. Vancouver Canucks do their historic group climb up the grouse grind for what you if you don't know this is the way the canucks wrap up camp and i don't know the specifics of the trail well i googled it quick it's a high elevation trail and there's something like three thousand stairs to climb it wouldn't be my favorite way to wrap things up and maybe not a favorite among the guys but i'm sure the views are incredible and then we have the chicago blackhawks they did something quite memorable their whole development camp they weren't even on the ice. This lets them focus more on workouts, team bonding, 
and it gets them a little more relaxed. There was um, a quote that their coach said that he explained that if you're getting them comfortable off the ice, that's going to extend to on the ice. And if they're comfortable off the ice, they'll be comfortable on the ice. So I think that's a great point. I think that's, I think that's all that needs to be said about that. I think it's a great point. They also did things like they went to a Cubs game. They took cooking classes. They, of course, still worked out extremely hard. They, there's no way of getting around that. But maybe it's a new way to approach camp. Maybe other teams are going to start trying it out also. But I hope this gives you a good look into what these camps are up to and how they run. And there's a lot going on. And the NHL aren't the only ones who host camps. You have colleges hosting their own. The national team also does a version. So it gets interesting watching all those other ones and who they're developing and where where they're all going to go. And then some of the college programs that have just a few, so many of them have their own players attending these NHL camps, but just a few schools I thought I'd throw out there. University of Minnesota, University of Michigan, University of New Hampshire, these all have prospects, you know, heading towards the NHL dev camp. So I added some articles if you want to check out as usual. I think it's fun catching up and reading on some stuff and it gets overwhelming trying to find articles you like and articles that make the most sense to you. So I've put a few in the notes and I hope you learn a little something from them too, more than I could put out there right now. But thanks so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye.